Hello, and it's a new day in the workroom. My name's Keen, and I'm here alone in the workroom. Like, I've just been eliminated walking through, looking at the big empty room, about to write my message and lip sync on the mirror. James is off gallivanting in Gran Canaria, having a whale of a time, I am sure. Hopefully he bumps into Dragful Cano and a range of other drag entities at the Umbo Centre. Not a whole lot in terms of sort of drag race news this week. The Ahura has been asked on X on the Beach, which I think is going to be interesting. Uh, we're kind of gearing up for Canada. I can see there's more promo and stuff coming up, which will be out in a few weeks. And same with, with Drag It Out. I know Jay Jolie had to, had to do an apology because when she was younger and kind of hired for cash, she ended up doing like a porn performance with Nazis. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was clearly like people really trying to drag her for like I mean obviously I'm sure even if you do porn about Nazis you don't support the Nazis it's just a fantasy and it was she was hard in her luck back then so anyway I thought people were being a bit unfair to her so yeah not a whole lot of Drag Race World just the wrapping up of Holland uh, I was delighted to see Vanessa Van Cartier take the crown I don't know how you guys are feeling but uh, it continued my streak <laughs> uh, I would say at the show recently every queen that I've wanted to win has ended up winning I thought my little poonie was going to take it to be honest until I saw this episode um, so I was delighted Vanessa won it and I thought it would be a nice thing to do now that we're here in the workroom we're in a kind of premium feed surrounded by people who love the show and supporters I thought it would be a nice little tradition to maybe kick off is to reach out to you guys and to hear your thoughts on the episode uh, directly. I, maybe it could be something we can start for like finale episodes where we can get one of you on to share your thoughts because, you know, we can do that now. We have the luxury of having more of a flexible format here over at headstuffpodcast.com. So I put the call out and Rosie Slattery Gleason got back to me. Uh, she's in Ongar and I said, Let's get Rosie on the show for a chat. Rosie, thank you for jumping on the line to chat with me today. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, big thank you for supporting Sissy That Pod in Overhead Stuff Plus. I know James isn't here, but I'm sure he'd echo my sentiment. Lovely. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's I'm happy to do it. It's sure it's 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 great to actually uh, get us get the content and enjoy Good. it, and it's all well, done very well. So thank I'm you. I'm glad because we when we shite onto in a microphone, you know, it, it, you forget that people actually listen. So it was nice. <laughs> Nice to see the people had signed up like yourself. Uh, talk to me. When when did you first start exploring Drag Race? What was like the your entry point? I kind of always had friends who um, I, I had I had relatives who were kind of gay and closeted and much older, and was always kind of uh, like aware of the culture. But I wasn't hugely into Drag Race until my best friend a couple of years ago said, "Why are you not watching this show? Like you'll really like it." And I was like, "No, no, no. I don't have time to watch another TV show." And then I think I was sick one weekend or maybe I had a hangover and I just watched what was on Netflix and I was hooked after about two episodes. So now I watch all of them and I've got the uh, the, the WoW Plus. And even now what I've started to do, although I'm doing it very badly, is I figured when they do a, like with the Dutch season two, I started to do Geolingo with Dutch because I tried to figure out what the words were and I'm atrocious on it and none of it actually <laughs> makes any sense to me at all because uh, uh, it's it's hard sometimes watching the international versions because it's so visual but then I have to watch the subtitles to get it and then I sometimes miss some of the visuals uh, but I find Holland is it's one of the more easier ones to watch in that way I, I don't know there's something about it something about the production and it's uh, 
yeah, so now a good big chunk of my life is just spent watching Drag Race or reading about Drag Race and listening yeah. to Drag Race podcasts. Well, welcome to the club. I think yes. the, the tempo of the speech in Holland is a lot easier to follow than Spain, for example. Yes. You know, so it is kind of easier to follow. And I totally get that point as well, especially on the runway. Like, yeah. I find it very difficult to watch the runway look what they're saying and take notes at the same time it's incredibly difficult so I have to watch it a few times just try to get to understand it you know and like then it takes me a couple of episodes to figure out who's who because you're looking at them in drag and they're amazing and then they Mm -hmm. might have a different look and then they look so different when they're not in drag it's it's um it's it's just a bit of a a bit of a challenge sometimes (laughs) for me but it's but it's fun it's I'll keep on soldiering on and doing it absolutely can you remember what that the first season you watched that hungover weekend uh, I think it was, I think it was season six. I think it was Bianca Del Rio. Cause mm. I remember my friend was telling me about her. Look, she's so funny. And Courtney Act had been on Big Brother and she was right. telling me this and she was saying, look, it's all famous and you're going to yeah. hear all this. Yes, gods and all these kinds of things. Um, so I think it was that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that stage, it was years old. So sure. I was catching references and then I just kind of, you know, uh, just inhaled them all. Every, yeah, every weekend. Because I would, I think, if if Courtney had one Big Brother, then it was probably around like season ten time, maybe twenty. You know, so yeah. you're, it was probably four or five years old at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a great entry point. All right, season six kind of grabs you hook, line, and sinker really with the yeah, first it was two a really good queens. Because I think what I'd done is when my friend had said to me to watch it, I started to watch season one, and I couldn't get quite into it. Mm. Uh, but I did go back and watch it, obviously, and then um, you know enjoyed it all then again. And I think because, like you said, that when you've got 15 queens and you have to recognize them in and out of drag, that's a challenge. So season yeah. six, the fact that they split the cast, you're like, yes. okay, this is kind of easier to, to get. It's kind of, it's yes. kind of smaller portions, bite-sized portions, kind of, it's kind of easier. Yes, a good, a good entry point for me. So did you watch uh, Holland season one? Yes, I did. How did and this I really compare liked it. to that? Um, I thought season one was good and then I thought season two started off better mm-hmm. and I'd watched Down Under as well mm. and I was like well, it's not going to be as bad as that <laughs> but then it kind of did was. get a bit here and there but overall yeah. I, I think it's I think it's better than season one and I think it's better than Down Under um, and I really like Fred I think he does uh, he just brings so much more kind of personality this year yeah, you know? he's really up and to was, his game, right? Yeah, and I was wondering what way it works. I wonder, do you know if it works? Like, does he actually get to judge? Does he actually get to decide the way RuPaul would have the final call for the American one? Um, I'm not quite sure of what way it works there in the, yeah. in the Dutch one or in the Spanish one. Yeah, that's a good point. I would figure there's probably a... Because I'm pretty sure even in the US you know in between the lip sync and the deliberation they all they all walk off and they go and they have their conversation backstage and they yeah. like on uh, yeah. so i think a similar thing would happen and there's probably some producers and stuff at play yeah. there as well yeah and i i normally kind of would watch it the night that it comes out and i i didn't get to watch the the phone episode but i was on twitter and then i saw like silky tweeting about oh so we can bring a phone into mm. the series season 4 and i was like oh my god what did i miss what did i miss um and i think probably the decision maybe not to send Vivaldi home maybe has soured it across everywhere. I think it's a combination of that and then we had two of those like 
acting challenges back to back. You had like Coffee Maida and then you had the Who Did It, which are obviously like, you know, references on Dutch TV shows that neither you or I know, which is fine. Like it's a Dutch show, it's meant for a Dutch audience primarily. But two of them back to back and like, like... it wasn't funny and it was really hammy no. and just and then you're like okay so everyone did shit and then sh- episodes like that I'm like okay well the main challenge means nothing I'm just gonna judge on the runway and then like they keep somebody who's openly cheated you just it just doesn't sit right with you yeah and like that that, that um that was the thing like like she clearly wasn't going to win mm-hmm. is, is she the correct phrase I yeah. want to use the correct phrases right so she clearly wasn't going to win but somebody so I can See, maybe the logic is, well, we won't send her home, but we know she's not going to win. But then why not send her home? Because somebody else might win. Like mm-hmm. Kita could have won because she had got so many wins yeah. at that stage. Um, she's actually the first queen to have won three challenges not to make the final four. Yeah, that's mad. Mm-hmm. That's mad. And uh, and kind of, yeah, I just think that was very, very very weird yeah. um, and very surprising and they would have been kind of well within their rights and like when you think about all the upsets that happened in the Spanish show with people you know I'm not coming out to lip sync and I'm going to lip sync but I'm going to stand here and they were able to kind of turn that into good TV and still do a lip sync mm. and all that kind of stuff now obviously I suppose it depends on when the filming and production but there possibly would have been a workaround to still make an entertaining TV show yeah, and, or bring somebody you know, back. Like Tabitha's there sitting at her hotel room waiting. Uh, you know, yeah. they could have kicked her home. Or maybe she wasn't even gone at that point. Kick her off and bring back the Countess or something to, you know, or, you know, yeah. they could have made it work. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They, they, there could have been something. Yeah, because Tabitha, because she sent Tabitha home, didn't she? Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. I just think it was bad. It was a bad call. It was, it was bad. I saw recently um, the IMDb ratings of the episode and in the t- top 10 bottom lowest rated ones are were the last of those two episodes of okay Holland, which were yeah. like two out of ten i think it was pretty yeah bad. they just seem like really bad decisions um and sometimes um there was some other things as well what was the other lady who went home third um love my cc no although i thought she was gorgeous um there was oh, i can't remember she was mermaid um oh uh, ivy elise ivy elise like mm. she did a better lip sync in that lip sync but then she was sent home because it was her third time in the bottom yeah. so it seems very arbitrary as to why somebody gets sent home like you know yeah not i'm not really saying i would have done rules. a better job but but i didn't think she deserved the two lip syncs that she won and then yes. the one she won she got sent home on yeah yeah it's, and then they call and, her a lip sync assassin it's like well i couldn't do anymore because you sent me home yeah so yeah and then kind of sometimes um fred would say now the the acting really is important in this one or the runway is really important in this one but then it's just like yeah yeah whatever that that certainly was confusing i actually have the instagram account called bfe drag posted the most lowest ranking uh, episodes so there was three there from from down under the marketing hats they had to do the recycle challenge the down under talent talent show extravaganza was incredibly low possibly because that was when the blackface allegations came out i think possibly yes um, two from Holland, the Who Done It got two out of ten, which I think is, is fair. Uh, and the spill the coffee, the coffee might have uh, was eighth. And then also in there, which is interesting, was seasons thirteen reunion. Oh yeah, uh, the jury of their queens of All Stars three, where the queens chose to send home Changela and um, BB. And then three from All Stars four, the finale, 
the Sex and the City spin-off and then the episode that Manila was kicked off unjustly. So they talk about how great TV it is for like the winner to go home early, but actually based on these scores, audiences do not like them. So is no. it really good TV? No. It's it's no, it's 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 Yeah, who who were you? It's looking... just weird, like Yeah, no it is. Who were you looking to win going into the final episode of Fallen Two? Um, well, I thought Kate Minaj should have been in the final, but mm-hmm. she wasn't. Yeah. So uh, my favorite going in was uh, My Little Pony because mm-hmm. I just thought their performances were so, they were so good and they were so raw and they were so honest, but they're also so polished and so, um, I just thought they were great. Now, I did like Vanessa Van Cartier as well. I did think she was really good. I didn't spot or realize how good she was. Like she was completely polished, I felt, in this mm-hmm. episode and I watched it back a second time, obviously knowing the results. And I was like, no, actually, I could really see why she won because she was just so, she beamed, she glowed, everything she did, she was just giving it 110%. But without the neediness Mm. that, you know, you might see on it like a Jan or a Rosé, she was just, she's just a star. Yeah, she Um, is. I I did want Vanessa to win going into the episode, but more from a gut instinct, because I was just like, I just really like her. There's something really mesmerizing about her as a character. Yeah. And I then like throughout the course of the episode, like you said, she did a fantastic runway. You kind of realize that My Little Pony's only been doing drag for two years, which I mean, fair play. She's doing fantastically. And, and like, then, if you think about those two years, that's two years during the pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> so that's like 20. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and then, um, then I found out before I watched the episode that actually Envy Peru's drag mothers were Vanessa and Tabitha. And Tabitha, yeah. Which I thought well, was like, oh, wow. So basically Envy basically just gave the crown to her drag mother and then the other one got the miscongeniality <laughs> yeah exactly and actually i thought she was really good on the panel because she's done fred's makeup this season as well i believe so yeah the countess did it in season one i think and then envy okay. did it in season two because that was that kind of made sense to me when she was talking about vivaldi then giving her critique and i was like yeah she doesn't like her or you know she 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 doesn't like she doesn't think that she's of the same quality as the other mm. two and Possibly again because she sent to be to home as well, and and with the whole, um, you know, uh, cheating thing, uh, and I thought she was very good. I, actually, I thought the judges panel was better in season two than it was in season one. It kind of made a little bit more sense to me. I didn't understand an awful lot of what, not that I didn't understand what Nikki Plesson was saying. I just didn't get where she was kind of coming from. Mm. But um, similar with Marika Samalo, didn't really like her either. But at yeah. least you had Carlo's bit mad, but Raven loved Raven, so I, I had her as a backup, like you know. Yeah. And I, I, I suppose, like, I, I was thinking about Marika, like, she she definitely loved Vivaldi, but she, I suppose, at least she kind of works in the industry, she works in the area. Yeah. And again, I know nothing about this, I just know what I watch on TV. Yeah. So I thought at least she has, um, like, a clubbing um, experience that she can talk to a little bit. And uh, it just seemed a little bit, I, I just thought the panel kind of gelled a little bit more. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it was good as well. How did you find, like, the format of this finale? Because it's, Kind of different to what we're used to. Used to. Yeah, it was kind of like a flashback. Um, it was real sort of like this is the finale of like The Apprentice or Bake Off. That sort of like get to the panel straight away and then flashback. Like it was yeah. a different sort of format. 
Yeah. Um, I did like how they they have the the other girls come out and kind of give them their minute. But there was a couple of things that seemed a little bit weird with the production. Do you know what stuck out to me was weird? You know what? Was it Mama Queen when she came out? Yeah. To give, like, was there crosstalk? Was she very nervous? Was it just well, I was edited also like, really badly? Were we told she was Miss Congeniality from season I one? I didn't remember that, was that news at all. To me. No. <laughs> I didn't remember that at all. So I thought that was a bit weird. And um, yeah, the the, 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 the the flashback idea was kind of nice. Do you know what? I did like the the song. The, the music video the, had fantastic production, right? It did. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Well, I uh, thought it was really good. Now, well, at one point Vivaldi said a lot of respect for Corona and I wasn't really sure what they were going for. <laughs> oh, I know what that is because, All right, okay. because I was confused by it as well. And uh, like her verse was just her saying her name a couple of times and then something about the phone and something about, you know, I respect for Corona. So I was like, that seems a little bit weird. Apparently that girl Famke made some sort of uh, social media uh, mistake or palaver and she said she had to come back and say, oh, I respect Corona. So ah, I thought okay. that was really weird, like in her in her verse. And her verse should have stood out more because she did her verse by herself. So she kind yeah. of should have had a bit more time. But hers was the weakest because it, it was, was like, the Vivaldi, Vivaldi, <laughs> let me Vivaldify you. And it's like, okay, come on, get to the point here, Vivaldi. Like, what was, yeah, it was the weakest. Did you notice the point as well where um, Vanessa came up behind somebody and they were, she's like, I can't reach because of my boobs. And they all fell oh, around yeah. laughing. I was like, not that funny. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she has yeah. boobs. Okay, <laughs> her body's different <laughs> to yours. No need to laugh. I don't know what's going on with that. I know. And with the with the big breastplates that some of them wear, you know, with, when it's <laughs> even been the, the the most ones. Mm. Actually, another thing I was thinking about Fred. He's very good with his fake laugh because he could almost believe him with his fake laugh. Whereas RuPaul has done it for so many years. Yeah. You know, not gonna crack a bead of sweat. Whereas no. Fred, you think, oh, is he really thinking that's funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who it is. Who do you think came across best in the in their in their just in their non-named unspecific podcast? Yeah, that was a weird thing that you know we're doing a podcast. Like why did they not just say we're gonna do an interview? Yeah. But, or a tic tac lunch, you know. Yes, exactly. Um um who came across the best? I think Vanessa probably did come across the best because mm. she has Actually, I, I was so relieved because it was such a sad story. And then she said, and then my dad asked to forgive him. And, you know, yeah. even if it had been my dad asked, can we make up? He, the fact that the dad specifically said, can you forgive me for doing something wrong? Mm. Um, that just, uh, I, I thought, was kind of a, a nice button on that. Um, although it does seem a bit weird when they all come on and talk about their tragedies. Well, it was all dead dads. Vivaldi, was, dead yeah, dad. Yeah, all dead dads, yeah. Milo Puni, dead dad. And then I was like, Vanessa Van Cartier, dad dead to her. So it was yes. like, pretty much, yeah, all dads. Yeah, it was It was kind of like an episode of Lost. Like, they were just all, all dad <laughs> issues and, and things like that. And um, I, it was nice that she explained her hair issue as well from previous on, that she has male pattern hair loss, which I was like, oh my God, I never even thought that that would still be a thing. Yeah, yeah, for all the hormones and everything. Yeah, and I suppose as well, if if she's obviously done what she's done to um, confirm her gender, to get something like that, it's probably maybe would it be a reminder? Yeah, it would definitely kick in some dysphoria. I'd say absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and what did you think of when she had to talk to herself as a young child? <laughs> Do you think? Because I know when they did that with Got Mick, they did say. 
and thank you for giving us permission to show this picture or something along those mm. lines. But I, I don't, I didn't see anything there. So maybe they didn't say that. They did, I know Fred did say, who is this? Yeah. And I was wondering, was that their way around it? Because I was looking out for the, you gave me permission to show your photo. So I think instead of being like, this is young or yeah. Leo, they were like, who is this? And she could have said, that's young Vanessa. Maybe I guess yeah. she could, she decide what she say. Yeah. Um, like, I think she came across very well there as well. Mm. You know, she kind of, she spoke to to young Aurelio with an awful lot of fondness, with an awful lot of kindness. So maybe it's more enjoyable to watch her. Whereas like, say, My Little Pony or Vivaldi, when they were talking, again, they were talking about their their difficult things. And, yeah. you know, and I understand that, you know, I've, I've lost parents. So if I was talking to myself, I'd be saying, <coughs> oh, you know, do give them another hug and, you know. Yeah text them and, and all the kind of stuff but hers just seem very um even when she talks about the stuff that she's going through it all seems very uplifting mm. you know and maybe that's because she's in her 40s and yeah. she's come through the other side and she's happy in herself now so maybe yeah. that's what comes through whereas maybe say Vivaldi she's still still you know only in their 20s and there's still a lot of Growth. maybe trauma and same for My Little Pony as well yeah it's funny like maybe this is me being too uh, literal or, or you know semantics but I'm like if you were actually to talk to your younger self you wouldn't just give them a litany of all the shit things that have happened in your life <laughs> you'd just be like here's some interesting advice you know no. like yeah hug your parents more chat to your sister more you wouldn't just yeah. be like now when you get 12 that's gonna be tough so look yeah. forward to that yeah but it's just weird how those like there's such a pattern for those speeches now that that's what people go into but it's actually not what you would actually say I guess it's not what you would say at all no uh, did like I know they said it multiple times. I still can't really fully believe Vanessa actually shaved her head, though. Because didn't it look like she had like a gold leaf thing? Yeah, I just presumed on. it was bald cap. I've been watching a lot of Glow Up and I'm just seeing the magic of the bald caps. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Because <laughs> <laughs> and, and her, her makeup was beautifully exquisite. Mm. It was so gorgeous. Everything looked so gorgeous. So it, you know, it looked so smooth and it looked like it was all the one color and it looked, yeah, I, I assumed it was like a bald cap. Yeah, um, me too. And I was, was like a bit, perfectly I was with, shaped. Yeah, absolutely. I was with Envy. I did think the dress was a bit, bit much, but then I suppose when you realize it's a reveal, it kind of makes a bit more sense. Yeah. She absolutely wiped the floor with the other contestants. You know, like I thought Vivaldi's multicolored dally was nice, but it didn't scream finale compared, like if you looked at all her other looks, you wouldn't have been yes. like, that's the finale look. Yeah, like uh, if they'd done, you know, the way sometimes they do they do the artist week, um, that's kind of what that would be amazing in. Yeah. But yeah, just for a finale, it just didn't have, it just wasn't, it just wasn't quite the same. And yeah. I don't know, uh, <laughs> I had one of these moments where it's like, you know, the blue and gold dress thing, because Punani came out and she said, I'm in my gold and purple. And I couldn't see the purple and I could just see the blue and pink yeah. on the shoulders. And I was like, oh, shoot, am I like <laughs> missing something here? And um, what's what's going on? But the purple was kind of, I think it was underneath um, the, the lining I must have of missed the, the perfect inside I just wrote down blue and pink bow. That's all I said. That's probably a yeah. casualty of me trying to take notes and read something <laughs> at the same time, I guess. Uh, again, like, I thought it was nice. But... Mm. Well, like, the, the reveal... Uh, is you know taking off the skirt if you're Vanessa Van Cartier and the reveal for my Lapuni was I'm going to take off this coat and yeah. you're going to see like you can see what's already underneath yeah so just I suppose in comparison us, yeah, yeah mm. in comparison to her as well it wasn't um, the most groundbreaking 
Are you happy with Mama Queen, uh, uh, Tabitha becoming the new Miss Congeniality? I really like Tabitha. Yeah. I really, I think, I think they're amazing and uh, they're just very interesting. Like some of them are very interesting um, and some of them I wouldn't have much interest in at all. Like the Countess, no interest. Mm. It's just too, too perfect, too lovely makeup uh, too perfect uh, tabitha is one that i'd want to um i'd want to see and i'd want to see what they're getting up to and i'd love to see them uh, on, on on another type of a competition like if they did an international all-stars or something like that yeah like you'd like you'd go for a drink with tabitha you wouldn't Absolutely. Really go for a drink with the countess i don't think not at all uh, <laughs> do you, you know I, I watched these bits, you know, when Rue spoke to Fred, I'm like, it's clearly pre-recorded. But you know what? I actually think the two of them did a good job of making it seem kind of seamless or even to get a bit of chemistry between the two of them, I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. And I think I, I was thinking that as well. Like they are obviously, you know, uh, you know, insert name here. You've yeah. done very well. But yeah. what would the show be without it? It would probably be a little bit worse without it. Mm. And it's yeah. kind of it, it, it's it's so it's it's um. It's very obvious, which makes it fun. Yeah, you know, it's kind of you're you're in on the joke. Yeah, and you kind of did miss it a bit from Spain, like that you didn't see any yeah. of at all. You know, not even yeah. like, like I know at the end of Holland, and it's just, it's basically the same video, like you know, kind of getting name in and stuff. But even if it's just the occasional, you know, spin on it, or like Rue trying to say paella or something, like we'd all get a laugh out of that. We know how bad yes. he is at saying things. Like it would be fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they didn't do any RuPaul song in this finale because mm. they did the dance last year to season one. They did. Remember, they all like the four of them did a dance in, in stage. And then I know in Spain, they did one of the videos and then didn't Karma Farrell just kind of slag it off and say, oh, these are ridiculous <laughs> lyrics, I can't say anything. Like, You're um, right. <laughs> so um, I thought even that kind of it made it, it a little bit interesting on its own. It's different um in that way uh it's it was just really cool and i loved the lip sync song like this is my life by shirley bassey um because we've had such a dearth of u.s pop songs through the series and there's still such a list of classic british icons to go through so i'm glad they dipped into there for the finale and not more like if it was another lady gaga song i'd be a bit like okay yeah and do you think um maybe they picked these but you think maybe that they might have picked an older song again knowing that they'd have an older queen in the final um no probably not well i mean maybe they saved it but i think it was more of a finale song like this is my time like it's kind of more of a power ballad less of a maybe because they knew they'd be in their finale looks they yeah. would, didn't want a high energy one they want more of a ballad one maybe more so than an older queen yeah because there was no tricks or there was no death drops or there was no stunts but it was pure you know, giving it socks and yeah. emotion, but it was really good by the two mm. of them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was great. And it was great because that was the first time seeing Vanessa lip sync and she did a great job. So I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Cause she didn't get to, or she didn't mm. have to. So yeah, she's very good at it. Yeah. So do you know what? You know, James was like, I'm glad I don't have to watch the finale. Because <laughs> I'm on holidays. But you know what? I actually think they did a good job with it in the end. Following the, yeah. pre- the two episodes that came before it, that were two out of tens. I actually... You know, you're the peak, the peak end rule. It's like you, you, 
you know, your your feelings on something is basically how you felt at the best point and how you felt at the end. And okay. they, end, they ended well, which kind of saved the series a bit for me to a certain extent. Yeah, and I suppose that the episode had an arc because when they all went back into that uh, workroom, their energy was so low and my little puny I think she was about to smack Vivaldi when she's like oh we're in the final she was like I'm going to bed yeah <laughs> leave yeah. me alone child I'm going to yeah. I'm, I'm going but yeah. then obviously they did and I thought it was very nice how they were giving each other personal messages as well you know I think you're great and you're you know you're so good and there was a lot an awful lot of small different touches mm. that um just I suppose make the franchise stand out a little bit yeah, do you know what I would happily leave in season two, though, it was the the song and dance every walk into the workroom. And even oh, like, yeah. who do we love? F or E D Fred, yay! <laughs> Kick dance cartwheel. It's like, no, come on, you're, so, you're, you're forcing it here. I'm not, I'm not in for that. Yeah, although I was happy they kind of switched out the puppets to the sashes. Mm, that was great. Um, if only it was funny. Thought, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that'll definitely work uh, so are you are you excited for UK how, how did you find the first episode I really liked UK um, I liked Victoria Scone I think we figured out she called, she says Scone doesn't she so yeah. she's Scone not Scone I, I, I'm being incredibly belligerent at calling her Scone but I know she'll be Scone <laughs> I thought she was really good and I love Theresa May's um, don't hate me because I'm beautiful hate me yeah, because yeah. I'm an immigrant <laughs> I, I, just, I just keep laughing at that just it's so funny it's so good um, yeah. I, 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 on the topic of IMDB scores as well I saw that got, uh, that's the, uh, the new highest rated episode as well so it's mad to know within a matter of weeks you've gone from the lowest to the highest on the yeah. IMDB scale so I um, hope yeah I heard that they filmed that quite intensely, like maybe mm. one episode a day, which was probably going to be very hard on the cast. But um, so I'd be interested to see where the energy drops. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't. Um, but hopefully they all got through it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be a bit of a, a specter on the season to be like, you know, we've we'll, you'll probably hear it over the commentary that will be like, oh, you know, that could have been better, but probably they only had a day to film it, etc. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But I would say uh, on reflection, I think there's probably more filler queens than there were in season two, but some really big, strong stars throughout yeah. that, I think. So. Yeah. And I'm not sure if... Um, Veronica Green has quite relaxed herself into it yet. She mm. still seems very tense and very wound up. But then that was probably only filmed a little while after season two. So that's what I was trying to bear aired, in mind. Yeah. Sorry, I'm most trying to bear in mind like what what have they just left to go into because that might affect their mindset, you know, mm. and what's happening in the world. Is everybody still, you know, staying away from each other and petrified? And actually, I thought it was really nice. Uh, some of the queens you know in the season opener talking about how difficult it was for people to not have any contact and you know we're in company again and um getting a hug whereas i think i think tina burner in the first episode she was there was like okay so who do you want to fuck now you know she was yeah. kind of coming at it from a different <laughs> comedian way um and it's funny because like that was so true for the time we were it was being recorded now if we had seen that in season two i think a lot more people could relate but just because it's yeah. airing now that from i know where we are in ireland and the uk it's like well yeah. we can all hug each other now anyway so it's kind of yes like, we yes. can relate to it but we're not currently relating to it so they kind exactly. of feel a bit old but yeah yeah weird covid time it was just a bit slightly off 
yeah, so it might be weird in a couple of years' time. People might not want to watch back these seasons because, you know, hopefully we'll all be out of this and we'll be thinking of good times and we're like, oh, I don't want to go back and be reminded of that. Yeah. Or you might get people wanting to go back and look at it for comfort because thinking about the comfort that they got during those times of watching these series. So it might have um, two different types of audiences in a couple of years' time. Yeah, it's, a weird, it's definitely weird talk, looking at TV shows that might have changed or been delayed or filmed slightly differently. Like, I always remember when I watched the first season of Prison Break, there was, like, the way shows were structured back then was, like, it was to run, you know, for half the year. Yeah. And they had written it so that there was a big cliffhanger. Because I watched the box set, it was a big cliffhanger, and then there was, like, four more episodes, and then the cliffhanger was resolved, and then they basically had the same cliffhanger. And I was like, why did they do that? And then I found out that, actually, there was, a like, six weeks off in the middle for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's how shows were structured back then. But yeah. you totally lose that in hindsight or in a different country where TVs aren't laid out like that. So it might be different in a few years, looking back, to be like, why did they did that? And you'd have to think of the cultural context of COVID going on when it was yeah. airing or something like that. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, because you know when you see the episodes and they don't have um the the audience for you know doing the roast or the stand-ups and mm. stuff like that and it's god it's brutal yeah um, <laughs> but um hopefully they'll they'll move get to move away from that now going forward yeah absolutely it's weird uh well look thank you so much for chatting with for me today thank it was great me. to chat to some of the listeners um are you going to be up to date on all the seasons? Are you ready for international all-stars and everything that's coming down the line? Or do you think you're going to get a fatigue? No, I'm I'm going to, I, I like, I, I'm even starting to look. This is going to be the first time I'm going to look for spoilers for the new okay. all-stars coming up. Because I, I've, I was catching up on the all-stars and then got to watch two live as they were happening. So I figured I'm going to try this one differently and now and see how that feels with a little bit of foreknowledge. And then I don't have to scramble through podcast i can just kind of listen to things and, and mm. see how it goes um but yeah and um i think an international all-stars could be very good uh depending on maybe who's on it mm-hmm. and um i think canada's coming back soon too yeah. as well so canada's back soon dragula have you watched dragula no i haven't watched that um okay. i have to try and find that yeah, see, uh, it was on Amazon now when I watched it, but I think it's all moved over to Shutter. So that's another streaming service now that okay, let's take your money. But yeah, I would start with season three on that one because season one and two, the production is really still trying to find itself. But season three is okay. Really good. So kind of start there and then go back again. Yeah, if you like it. Are you good yeah. at horror, good at spooky things? No, terrible at them. Okay, terrible <laughs> at them. Not take good your at time them. with it then. So that's going to be one I will watch on Saturday morning with the windows wide open. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time before I go back to bed yeah that's that's definitely going to be one thanks again to Rosie for sharing her thoughts on Holland that was better than you listening to me just talk on my own about every aspect of the show I guarantee you uh, so yeah if you would like to be on the show and to share your thoughts so probably the next time we'll be able to do is the finale for Canada if you're going to be listening to Canada and you'd like to share your thoughts with us on on the season and the finale and get on the podcast then email us at sissy.pod at gmail.com let us know you're up for it and I will ask one of you on to share your thoughts for the finale Um, it's nice it's nice to get like chat to people who interact with us on Instagram and listen to the show nice to put a, a voice to a face that's all from me. The workroom is going to take a two-week break until Canada's back because then it'll be sort of regular scheduling from then on because we'll be covering Canada and 
Dracula back to back. So yeah, two weeks off from us, but we'll be locked and loaded come Canada to give you the hottest tea and our and our opinions and guests and, and the works. So thank you again for supporting us here. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Jack Rua for the music. I hope you've enjoyed the change. Um, we really like this sort of track. It's called Rise. This is the instrumental that we use for the background. Uh, we love Jack. He's a really interesting and exciting up-and-coming queer performer in Dublin. Um, so go check out his stuff if you like the backing track. We'll be back with you in two weeks' time. Talk to you then. <laughs>